Oh shit, are we recording? What's up? This is the Fuck the Status Quo podcast. I am your host, Ellie Blake, and this is a place where we discuss getting your shit together. Why? Because the more people on the planet getting their shit together and being the best version of themselves means the less assholes there are. I'm down for that. Are you down for that? All right, let's go. Hello. Welcome back to the Fuck the Status Quo podcast. It's your host, Ellie Blake. If you're here every week, welcome back. I appreciate you. Word on the street is, if you rate and review this podcast and then send me a DM on Instagram with evidence of your actions, a sweet-ass Fuck the Status Quo podcast sticker will show up at your house after you tell me your address because I'm not a mind reader. So hit me up on Instagram, guys. It's just at Fuck the Status Quo podcast. It really helps the podcast and get the word out there so that there are less assholes on the planet. You know, like my intro says, I'm down for that. Are you down for that? All right, let's go. Nope. Not if you don't leave a review. So I'm just going to pause so you can go do that shit real quick. I was being dead ass. What are you still doing here? Anyway, if you're new here, you're probably like, what the fuck did I just get myself into? Like, I think I'm being threatened, but bribed at the same time. Welcome. I'm going to help you become less of an asshole. On today's episode, I interviewed the lovely Katie and Bridget, who are the founding mothers of Mox and Cox. There's some badass chicks who are part of an entire fucking movement going on right now. It's the sober movement. And no, they're not here to lecture you and tell you to quit drinking. They're out here just trying to help everybody stop making shit weird. There's tons of reasons why someone may not be drinking. And as a listener of this podcast, it is your responsibility to not be an asshole and ask someone why they aren't drinking. Like, just don't even talk about it. Quit making shit weird. Anyways, this might be alarming for some people to hear, but you can have fun without alcohol and it really shouldn't matter what's in someone else's drink. Like, worry about yourself, homie. Oh, they actually found me on the internet. So my guests get to be the internet stalkers today. <laughs> See, I'm not the only one. They actually ordered a bunch of my sobriety cards. They have alcohol-free subscription boxes. So basically, like, they saw that my card said fuck. I saw their business name had the word cock in it. It was basically love at first sight without, like, the sight part, because internet. (laughs) This interview was so much fun. We spent the whole morning together. We did a little podcast swap. So be sure to check out their podcast called The Happiest of Hours. Katie and Bridget interviewed me on episode 17 called (laughs) Blueberries and Beef Sticks. (laughs) Katie and Bridget, you two are incredible. Really proud to be a part of what you guys are doing. So thank you so much for this interview everybody else. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. Katie and Bridget, Mox and Cox, welcome to Fuck the Sasquo podcast. Thank you for being here. Oh my god, we're so excited. Thank you so much for having us, we think. Bridget might want to say thank you. I'm just so excited. (laughs) I don't know who wants to go first, but what's the best thing you've ever done for yourself? Sitting across the desk from each other's. And we talk over each other a lot. That's okay. So whoever wants to go first, I guess, what's the best thing you've ever done for yourself? Uh, For me, I'm Katie and I quit drinking. That was the best thing I ever did 18 months ago. Fuck yeah. 
Love it. I have nothing prepared. So uh, <laughs> nothing significant to report. <laughs> the best thing that I ever did for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm. We're sitting here. <laughs> no, this. Moxie guys is the best thing I ever did for myself. I mean, yeah, it's a great thing. Well, do you have another option? I don't. Okay. I don't think I, I mean, taking a leap on starting this business and this brand has been pretty spectacular. Yeah. It's given me a renewed passion. Reason to live. Yeah. <laughs> Reason to live. I love it. I love what you guys do. So I met you guys on the internet. <laughs> like legit on the internet. There is now a matchmaker. Yeah, Fair is a matchmaker. Shout out to Fair. No, but that was a revenue arm. Yeah, you guys placed a wholesale order with me. And I remember I saw the name and I was like, Mox and Cox. Like, that's hilarious. What is that? So that I was stalking your website a little bit. I'm like, is it a store? Like, is it a bar? Like, what is it? And then I'm like, oh, okay. It's kind of a whole fucking movement. And then I saw it was in Wisconsin and I was like, it's not Mox and Cox. It's Max and Cox. <laughs> So true. That's really really fucking funny. I told my husband, I'm like, look. (laughs) And then I thought it was even crazier, just like not, you know, representing the alcohol free in Wisconsin. I was like, ooh, that's got to be tough. (laughs) We're kind of gangsters in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Often mistake us for gangsters. (laughs) (laughs) Our champion sweatshirts. Yeah, but I took my pet off. You did. <laughs> yes, we met on the internet. Like, we have a subscription box, and I was searching for cards. And I think I put in, like, sober gifts. And there you came. Nice. It's good to know how you found me. I'm like, I don't even know how people... <laughs> yeah, right? There's your keyword. There's your Google keyword. <laughs> but then all of your cards said, fuck. And we were like, mm, she's our she's people. people. <laughs> she's our people. <laughs> I had, I'll have people ask me if I can change like fuck to damn or darn or something. I'm like, nope, absolutely not. Get out of here. No, I am who I am. And you can move yeah. on. <laughs> so tell me about, uh, why you guys started Mox and Cox. Like, what's it about? What do you guys do? Where'd the idea come from? Yeah. Bridget's got the full elevator pitch. So Ooh. no, I mean, um, so basically it started at, uh, eight o'clock in the morning on a Thursday and beautiful sunny it was a day. Beautiful sunny day. I was sitting in my office and Katie texted me and said, I have a venture for us. And I was like, cool, I'm in. Um, Just that was enough. That was it. That was it. Um, No, it took about 15 minutes because I was in a meeting because I have to go to work. And she's got a real lot of meetings. But I was in a meeting. It took about 15 minutes for me to like get through something. She's like, pay attention to me. I have ideas. And within 15 minutes after that, um, she had secured the website, the, the Instagram. (laughs) You know, the, like we were, the we were, Yahoo yeah. yeah, we were all in. But basically, it was born out of the idea that Katie has stopped drinking, and I am still pretty actively involved in the drinking world. And we wanted to show people that we can have the same experience, regardless of what's in our glass. You know, we still go to the same parties, we still go to the same events, you know, we still tailgate, we still go golfing, we can still have dinner parties, and we can have the exact same time, whether she's drinking alcohol or not. And that seems to be a pretty uh, out there idea for a lot of people. <laughs> like, it's real know, fucking weird. Pretty wild. Real tough. Heads around. And so we are actively supporting, you know, businesses and establishments that provide that same experience because that's not the norm. 
if you know most places she walks into and goes up to the bar even you know do you have a non-alcoholic menu do you have mocktails do you have non-alcoholic beer your answer is going to be like yeah i've got a duels or heineken and neat um <laughs> but otherwise she'll ask for like a club soda and a lime and they'll come in a plastic pepsi glass and fuck you like that's not that helpful to make her feel like you're in the same program having the same experience and, and so that's so fragile and and look at her so fragile <laughs> So we wanted to make sure that, you know, regardless of what was in your glass, your glasses look the same, you're having the same experience. And so many places are doing it so well now that we love highlighting that. And there are so many great products on the market to make it easier for people. And so we like pushing those out so that everybody can have that same thing. And so, you know, that's how it started with our subscription boxes and our Tails Up shake-offs, you know, where we shake off... (laughs) It's weird when you say it out loud. Yeah, when you shake off, I make an alcoholic version of a drink and she makes a non-alcoholic version of a drink. And she'll like to point out that she wins regularly in those head-to-heads, which is obnoxious. Also head-to-head, fine. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of dick so jokes for non-dicks in, in part of our program. But yeah, no, it, it really took off because it, that message starts to resonate with people. There are, on any given day, 542,000 different reasons why somebody doesn't want to have a cocktail. Right. And so we want to stop making it weird. For them to have that choice. Don't make it weird. That makes yeah, it weird. Making it weird. Just be cool, man. You can be weird. Just just don't be weird about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About this. yeah. So it really started out as like a Instagram page. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was going to be called Madison Mocktails. Yeah. We thought that was boring. I like or I did. Mox and Cox yeah, is way don't cooler. People that do actually do Madison Mocktails. <laughs> well, we have that secured too. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then I was like, oh, Madison Mocktails is cool. We could go around and we could find these. This all happened in like seven minutes from my house to my office. The we idea. Have, we oh have, my God. Yeah. Oh, it was like 41 minutes. Like the text messages are fabulous. Yeah. So we should like post the rail, like the actual thing. Um, yeah, it started out as that because I was, well, so I own a wine bar mm-hmm. and that's weird, right? <laughs> I mean, I owned it because I wanted a wine bar for myself. It's <laughs> <laughs> one way to do it. We brought in a bunch of non-alcoholic stuff, but it was always so like surprising to people that we had all this stuff. And then we started hanging out with other, like we have a lot of drinking friends. I have a ton of drinking friends. Like they're still my friends. There's still people I want to hang out with, but everywhere we went, it was so weird. Like mm-hmm. bartenders were weird and waitresses were weird. And I'd order a mocktail and they'd ask me if I wanted vodka in it. And that was one of my favorite experiences though. Cause I looked at that. Yeah. Bridget is generally much more offended by those people than I am. Like on her behalf. Like I'm just like, but be cool, man. Yeah. But this goes obviously a lot deeper. It's more than just like a, you know, club soda and a lime and a Pepsi glass. This is about, you don't have to fucking drink every single day or you don't have to have a problem to not want to drink on a Tuesday. Right. And so whether you're pregnant, whether you just don't feel like fucking drinking, whether you uh I'm maybe are driving. driving. <laughs> we always that out. It's a good we one. It. Yeah, it comes as, as a surprise even to us each time. Like, wait, and wait. what about driving? Have you thought about I that? Mean, we are in Wisconsin. Yeah, it takes like yeah. 20 times. Yeah, it takes like 20 DUIs for it to be a crime here. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Holy shit. No, it's like eight. But anyway, it's still an aggressive amount. Wow. Mm -hmm. But we don't think about it very often. And then we're like, oh, yeah, there is that reason. But it is is super weird. And we have found regularly that it has been super weird. Like, I don't drink on Mondays anymore because I have a very intense job that if I start from behind on a Monday. Right. 
a week is like, I'm just fucked. Like, that's not fun. I don't want to wake up on Tuesday tired and not want to go to work. But I, you know, we often have like this book club thing on Monday nights. And the first time I didn't drink, like the whole world was like upside down. Like, what do you mean you don't need a crooked marker? I was like, I don't know. It's a goddamn Monday. Like maybe a small glass of water. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We just want to make it less weird. But because a lot of people don't want to have to explain themselves either. And why are we forcing people to explain themselves? Why are we forcing them to explain why they don't want to have a cocktail? What if you're newly pregnant and you are way too early to be telling people that you're pregnant? What if you have cancer? Yeah, that was a weird thing to manifest last week. Yeah, I did. But anyway, we digress a lot. We digress. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we just wanted to make sure that everybody could have, you know, the opportunity and changing that conversation is important to us. Yeah, I love it. I remember one time I went to a party and I didn't feel like drinking. I don't think I was hungover or anything. I just didn't feel like drinking that night. And everyone was so weird about it where... I finally just grabbed a beer to have something in my hand so people would stop being weird. Like, I don't understand. Why do you guys think if you had to put a label on it or something, why do you think that people are so weird about it? Uh, Well, we've talked about this a lot. I think so much of it is just like projection, right? People are worried about their own habits around it, I think. And when people change, people get weird. I don't, you know, it's just weird. It like upsets the apple cart. Yeah. Um, Changing your behavior somehow, you know, people internalize that. Yeah. And and we've talked about this before. Like who was the Jim Gaffigan, right? Is that his his mayonnaise joke? Yeah. Like nobody asks you when you like, oh, you don't eat, you don't eat mayonnaise anymore. (laughs) When you put it into that context, like off the mayo. Oh, you're not, you know, like why aren't you like cocaine tonight? Like, that's weird. It's Monday. Right? <laughs> right. It's fine. You can have one line. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does it that way. But it's so dick. socially acceptable. And I don't know. It's just such a weird conversation and nobody talks about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like nobody talks about it. if you're drinking. I think people are constantly thinking that you're judging or you're counting. Like people still think that I like count their drinks. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. If you don't drink, I just don't drink. It's just, there, there I she got is telling me everything that goes down my throat. <laughs> Warm or not. <laughs> yeah. The amount of, um, the judgment I think is such a thing. Like people think you're judging if you're not drinking and like, if you're not drinking, like, should I not be drinking? Like everybody compare like this person. Yeah. It's a thief of joy, <laughs> but compare it's such a strong, I guess like visceral reaction to things that if you're doing it, I should be doing the same thing you're doing, or you should be doing the same thing I'm doing. It is. I mean, when we first started this, the very first weekend I had an event without her (laughs) and right. And I, and I went to it and people were like immediately like, cause we had just thrown out everything. Like the Instagram had gone, um, photos, videos, all of it had just like gone out. And the first question that I got at that event was, well, that you're not quitting too, right? What? So people are all weird to me. Oh, shit. Interesting. Yeah, like that was the very, the very first day. They were wanting to make sure that I wasn't going to quit too. Because God forbid, I stopped. And no. then she did. In and then I did. Oh, real problem. For so many of the same people. Like they, there's something about it. That in January, because and it was a conversation every single day, everywhere we went, every event we had, every party, 
There was a question about why I was doing it, when I was going to be done with it. And isn't it true that, you know, like, aren't you learning that you only, you know, you, the, the people who stop, they really have problems, right? And you're just like, my God, when can we celebrate for real? That was, yeah, that was, that was the hardest one for, that was the hardest one for me. Yeah. Like I was pretty. That took you down for a week. One, yeah. That one was hard. We were at a party, a birthday party, and I came and I was having a great time. In January. Time. In January. Yeah. I was having a great time. I was in the, the <laughs> center of this party, for like a weird amount of time, like in the middle of the entire bar, like so much so that like the bartender's passing me my NA drinks through a crowd. Like I was having a great time. It was Saturday night. It was great. And the birthday girl came up to me three separate times. And the only thing she ever said to me that night were, when can we celebrate for real? <laughs> After dry January, can and we celebrate like, for real? But like I, I am. I'm having a great time. Well, and the only difference was like, she was drinking non-alcoholic beer. So the only difference was the alcohol in the glass. Like it looked exactly the same. You were partying exactly the same. Like it just, the only thing was like the ethanol was not in the glass. It was so weird. (laughs) It was super odd. I just, I don't know why, I don't know how that happens, but um I thought I had been celebrating for real, um, but it, it would have been it, like they literally could have just put it in a different glass, and then and I could have said I'm taking tonight off to celebrate her for, for real. real. She's critiquing your way of partying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was weird, but that is because people somehow they internalize your behavior and they project that then because there wasn't a week that went by that entire month. Also, I kept talking about how. You know, I was learning so much and I can be like the second week in January. So like you have like two and a half weeks to go in this month. I don't know what you're, you're not done learning. We've still got a lot of work to do. Well, I imagine this is why people like when they quit drinking, they, they're they not comfortable telling people. Yeah, right. Because it's like, oh, now you're, you're making it weird for somebody who, I mean, we'll say, you know, doesn't have a problem or wh- whatever, however you want to say it. And then. What if somebody is like, you know, I I do need, have a serious problem. I need to stop. And then you're making them feel like shit. It's like, I can only imagine, mm-hmm. Katie, what you kind of went through when you first quit. How long was it until you started telling people like, I don't, I'm not drinking anymore? Mm, I would say, well, so I've had like a thousand day ones, right? So the difference between Bridget and I, we've had this conversation, which is why this works so well, is I literally, since I started drinking at 14 years old, I have felt bad about it. And Bridget has never felt bad about it. So like we talk about that all the time and there's different varying degrees of drinkers, of course. And so I've always felt bad about it. And so since I was 14, like the first drink I took, I was like, Ooh, this probably isn't a good idea. But you know, of course I took the next two decades to decide, (laughs) to decide that it was not. And so like in 2019, I took a 90 day stint off and I felt really awesome. But then like I started drinking again, same thing, but I put myself out there right away because I needed the accountability. Like yeah. I put myself on social media and was like, I don't want people to ask me when I go out and drink or not drink. I don't want the, why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you, you know? And of course I still got it, but this like the final time, which was 18 months ago at the end of August, I pretty much didn't tell anybody right away. And I had already taken these like breaks. So people kind of expected that like every so often, if I really got hungover, I'd take, you know, a few weeks off or whatever. But I put it out there pretty quickly. And then when I did, I like put it out on all my social media, like Instagram, Facebook. And I was like, hey, I didn't have a rock bottom. 
for whatever reason, you decide I quit drinking. Like I'm 90 days in, you don't have to ask me about it. And then a switch flipped somewhere along the way that I was like, not only am I not drinking and I'm going to be okay about it, I'm also going to be like obnoxiously confident about it. And then I'm going to tell this story. And then that's sort of how Mox and Cox got started. But the amount of people you see... Like just by Bridget taking dry January, like just by her taking the month off, like the reactions to people, because people are giving me hugs and saying congratulations for 500 days or 300 days or one month or whatever. And they're like raking her over the coals. So like, what's the the difference? The same people. So like, what's the difference? Is it perceived that I had a problem? So good for me but bad for Bridget because she didn't have a problem. So there's no reason for her to take it out of their lives, I guess. It's yeah. a fascinating. <laughs> it, was, I mean, it was a sociology experience. project. Yeah, yeah. Like project. I was just thinking that. I'm like, this is like, they should teach this in a class. Yeah. It, so it's, yeah it's a fascinating experience. I can't wait to do it again. Because I, I think I'm going to really fuck some people totally, up. Totally, because I think I'm like going to take a different month. Too. I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to do dry January again. Um, cause fuck them. But, um, I think that it would be really, really funny to take July. I was thinking some random month like July. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be, it'll be something crazy. And like, how could you? It's August. You're in the middle of this. What are you going to drink on the lake? What are you going to, what are you going to guess drink what? On the boat? What are you going to yeah. drink on the golf course? Oh my God. Badger game start. What will you do? And the funny thing is, is I have done all those things. And, and that's with the people, with the same like people, we, it's the right? same people. <laughs> and we have done all those things. And that's sort of where we're at right now. We're trying to go out and do these events and like, just show people that it's like, I can still do all the stuff. And we use obviously mocktails or like non-alcoholic beverages. I use them as a tool in my toolbox. Like they are significant in my life. Obviously, we built a brand around it. But if I didn't have those, it would be really tough for me. And of course, there's opinions out there like, oh, it's 0.5 and blah, blah, blah. Well, bananas have more alcohol in it than any beer. But That's interesting. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> it's true. It's totally true. Bananas have more alcohol than any beer. So you can't eat bananas anymore if you don't want to drink any beer. <laughs> and none bread. Yeah. And bread and hamburger buns for some reason have more alcohol in them. Wow. But... NA stuff has like become my biggest tool or like my biggest cheerleader because I can do all the things and it doesn't like put me at the kid's table with a fucking white milk, right? Like I can still be an adult and like sit around a campfire and guess what? I can still go on the boat and golf and do all the shit. I just do it without a hangover. And then drive home after even better. (laughs) Right? The white milk is funny. So this like... (laughs) So this comes up a lot when we are going places or we have like outings and especially if we don't see anything non-alcoholic on the menu, a lot of times Kitty will call ahead. And so we had a golf outing late summer, early fall. I think it was early fall. October, I think. Yeah, October. And so. Oh, yeah. Because it was part of their their explanation um, as to why they didn't have any non-alcoholic stuff. So Kitty called ahead to see if she could bring in her own non-alcoholic stuff if they weren't having it in the menu. And they had said, well, it's the end of the season, so we don't have, you know, any stuff. And I was like, we have plenty of Coors Light, but, but we don't have any non-alcoholic beer because it's the end of the season. I was like, but like the grocery store is like a mile away yeah. from the golf course. Like, I feel like rectified. 
But regardless, they not said, only that, but I get the same distribution truck to my bar <laughs> that the, that the, every yeah. week, like they do. Anyway. There's no season here. Um, but anyway, she's like, you know, you know, we can make anything you want, non-alcoholic, like and anything we want. And she's like, yeah, you know, like a Bloody Mary, White Russian. And I was like, a White Russian, a non-alcoholic White Russian is just heavy cream. <laughs> Like there's over ice, over ice, like an ice on the rocks. <laughs> like you, you're going to give her heavy cream on the rocks. Like what the fuck? Like that, and that's that's the mentality that we are dealing with in this society. <laughs> like people who think I can make it in a non-alcoholic white Russian, it's vodka and and, and, and cream. <laughs> like what are you doing? Anyway, I mean we are in Wisconsin. Yes. Heavy cream over ice is fine. Okay, like I love heavy cream, so whatever but i don't i mean i don't drink cupfuls of it at least i have it well i do but it's usually flavored with coffee there you then go you have it yeah <laughs> it's flavored with coffee mm-hmm. yeah it's been really cool to see all of the non-alcoholic drinks coming out i heard you guys on i think it was on your podcast talking about bush na and i told my husband about it he's like no way we have to try it <laughs> like apparently it tastes the exact same like bush. Yeah. my husband's a bush drinker so First, we went to like this hole in the wall bar and I was like, hey, do you have any NA? And she's like, well, we have Bush NA. And I was like, yeah, I'll have one. I was like, can I have a glass too? Yeah. <laughs> she brought me a glass. You know, yeah, nobody Bush- in the history of no one drinks Bush light out of a glass, but <laughs> NA t- tastes really good. Bush NA was the, the non-alcoholic beer of the governor's ball too. <laughs> like that was- <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> right. <laughs> but also be better, governor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still Wisconsin. I know. We're going to be better. They're going to have Mox and Cox at the mansion. I can't wait. <laughs> we were at an insurance um, event yesterday and they could, couldn't could put our name on their shared calendar. Because it says Cox? Because it says Cox. <laughs> it's just cocktails. I mean, we say it so oh. often that... Look what we got. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, we they got... didn't even put it on there. <laughs> So we got a uh, package of non-alcoholic stuff, and it says mocktails and cocktails. So I think she was <laughs> mocktails in there, which is funny because I just dropped off some boxes at the post office, and I do. I dropped, <laughs> the sticker says like, mocktails and cocktails, and I drop them off all the time at the post office. Like, you want a receipt? Nope. <laughs> nope. Good. Nope. I have them right here. I have these ones. They say rip open this mofo. And they go. On, <laughs> they go on all of my like card orders on the envelopes. <laughs> fabulous <laughs> oh the guys at the post office know me they were giving me shit the other day but hey hey anyways <laughs> we are who we are yeah um i wanted to ask you guys and pick your brain a little bit about like where did the idea come to do a subscription box i think that's really cool tell me about it hmm. <laughs> it's weird uh it actually came from my wine bar because we have a wine club so we have a subscription oh cool wine bottle club and I was like, why aren't we doing non-alcoholic stuff? <laughs> and so I was going to do a box. Like you could choose to do mocktails or wine for our wine club. And then I texted Bridget one morning and I was like, hey, is this going to be weird if I do this at our wine bar instead of through Moxie Cox? And she's like, yeah, really fucking weird. Why don't we do it? And then by the end of the day, we had boxes ordered and we, I think the page was already, like the web page was already up. 
and then we announced it the next Tuesday. That's pretty close. That's pretty close. Um, we don't really know that much about subscription boxes, but we did a little research and there's not much out there. There are other alcohol-free subscription boxes. Our little ours are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. There, um, there weren't though. One like one just got started yeah. at the beginning of the year. Yep. And theirs is a little bit different than ours, but there's only like four. I mean, four in the entire world mm-hmm. that we know about. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and all are, are fairly different from each other. Yeah. So ours include some gifts, like some, some sober cards. <laughs> um, hey. Yeah. So we have a soberversary box, which mm-hmm. is where your cards are used. And we just sent out a five-year one, which is amazing. So that's got like a non-alcoholic bubbly with some champagne flutes, some like self-care gifts, I guess. Oh, some, I mean, yes. Yeah, because the deluxe boxes and our mom and the boxes have some more products that. Yeah, are, one of our, well, our favorite, our two favorites are the Soberversary and the Mama box. Very much. Because so many of these poor drinkers then get knocked up and then they're like, fuck, now I can't drink for nine months. And oh, that's such a good idea. <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't have to drink non alcoholic white Russians. <laughs> So we have some like really cute little gifts for like mom and baby, but like a nice bubbly and some other like safe mocktails, canned mocktails, some, you know, other stuff that, um, like mimosa mixes for the mm-hmm. bubbly and yeah, they're, they've been a really big hit. It's been a great shower gift. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, been that's a- awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it is a captive audience. <laughs> like. It you're is. not supposed to drink alcohol if you're pregnant. So we'll take you. So yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's our like, customer. Yeah, it's like an endless audience, right? Like <laughs> as long as people are being made, <laughs> we will have a customer. As long as people are being made. Yeah. There you go. I'm like, dang, I need to make a card for that. Sober because you're pregnant. Yeah, we thought we thought really like the subscription would take off that people would like want to try um new mocktail stuff because it's a pretty expensive venture for us to be like, or for anybody to be going out and trying all this stuff because some of it's super shitty. (laughs) We've tried plenty of shitty stuff. Yeah. And it's a really, really expensive thing to do. Right. So So we're trying it so people don't have to and putting it into boxes. We've discovered like the one-off boxes have been great. People have just tried one and, you know, ordered it for gifts. And like I said, there's not that many out there. So it, you know, it might take a while to take off, but We've yeah, we've got yeah, customers we've got, yeah, that are doing it, you know, every month, every month or quarterly or whatever. So, oh, that's so cool! Such a good idea. Yeah, thanks. I mean, it's for us. Is what's really fun is we put a different mocktail itself in that is either a recipe that we came up with or that we found that we loved, and then put all of the ingredients in it. And so that's been a lot of fun trying the new one. I mean, you just created a new one like five days ago. The Shirley Temple. Yeah, the Shirley Temple. <laughs> Sorry, the Shirley Temple. Yeah. From the Shirley Temple. Yeah, we, we knew that we wanted to do some sort of elevated Shirley Temple, and we were, you know, looking at all the stuff we had, and she's like, what if we put this in it? And all of a sudden, we're like, holy shit, that's uh, yeah. it. It was rum. It was yeah. rum. Yeah, but it was, but yeah, so it was really, really good, but that's the fun part about it. And we just, you know, started this partnership with a spice company and adding their flavors into the cocktails that were really, really fun. Ooh. Yeah, we're rimming all our... Yeah, a lot of rim jobs coming. <laughs> rim jobs from Box and Cox. Yep. In our box. In our, in our box. <laughs>
Um, what's the secret sauce to these non-alcoholic drinks? Are there like, are you making syrups or is there any one thing you could say that like makes a difference? We interrupt this sweet ass podcast episode for a message from our sponsor. Hey bitches, it's me again. Are you tired of all the lame ass greeting cards you see in the store? Would you rather send your loved one something that's fucking hilarious with cuss words and potentially insulting? Well, shit, you in the right place then. Head over to AsToldByEllie.com where you will find the best fucking greeting cards on the internet. And as a listener of this podcast, I got a discount code for you guys. Waffles will get you 15% off. Again, that's AsToldByEllie.com, discount code Waffles. And now back to the show. The spirits themselves make a huge difference. And so we use, I think conservatively, we use three different spirit companies and sometimes four. But for the most part, we stick to kind of these three companies. And even within those three companies, there's not, you know, any like one company also makes a whiskey. It's nowhere near as good as the other ones. One company makes a gin. It's nowhere near the other. So like, one company is our gin, despite the fact that they make all the others. We use somebody else for our, um, you know, Negroni materials. We use somebody else for our tequila. We use somebody else for our bourbon. And, you know, that was all through trial and error. But the spirits themselves make that base. And then for a lot of them, yeah, we have syrups. Um, some of them that we make, some of them that we buy. And then we cross brands a lot for for some stuff. We love our Negronis. Um, and we love like the Shirley Temple or the Shirley plan that you just made, but we love, um, the rum version from Ritual, but she has an obsessive love affair with Prosecco, the Classico, uh, which is their Prosecco from Liars. And so we cross, you know, we'll cross brands a lot, but it, it, that makes everything the, the spirits themselves, you know, I feel really bad because a lot of people, you know, look at what's on the market and they, they stick with one because they that's everywhere like your seat lips and things like that and then they're not necessarily getting the best that you can and then people don't like their mocktails and then yeah or they try like a shitty you know a shitty red wine and they think that that's the only non-alcoholic red wine that's out there right yeah you have to search for this shit it Mm -hmm. is not like readily available it's not readily available in bars or restaurants or at the grocery store in a liquor store like you have to search for them which we hope it's not that way forever, but in the meantime, it's, that's I, what we're doing. It, it <laughs> it's like it literally is. tasting all the shit to see what goes and what what we can suggest to people. I would also say that so many of the restaurants that are trying mocktail menus aren't using spirits. They're using and juice. Yeah, so it ends up being yeah. fucking cranberry mm-hmm. with club. Yeah, like here's cranberry. <laughs> right? Like it looks like a drink, but who wants to drink cranberry juice unless you have a UTI? There's really no reason. So, like, I don't understand the the fascination with just, like, mixing a bunch of juice and calling it a mocktail because there's so many cool things out there. Right. Also, I am a beer drinker, and so many of these places don't – they have, like, one non-alcoholic beer. Well, there's 40,000 non-alcoholic beers out there, and they're doing them so well that, like, have seven. And I'll right. stay all night long. I mean, I have been known to have 12 non-alcoholic beers and piss all night long, but it's fine. <laughs> I want to stay out and I want to keep drinking beer. So, right. and then not have a headache. 
No, but that, that's, like, that, how hard is this? That part is true. And, and the beer is also another one, but the product lines themselves matter and options matter, of course. But when they're creating them at the bars, it's such an afterthought mm-hmm. right now, which is disappointing, but there's, there really are good products on the market. You just have to know where to get them, which is something we're working really hard to highlight for everybody. And including, you know, partnerships that we have with establishments so that they get the right things in there. But some of the stuff we get shipped in from like the UK. Oh, wow. This stuff isn't readily available here. I mean, not even our everyday stuff. And, you know, when I get ready for an event that we're having, let's say that we have a tasting, I at minimum have to go to four different establishments just to get stuff that we need if we're having two different cocktails or mocktails. Yeah. Maybe... Yeah, you know. Total Wine is, you know, great for one thing. Um, Metcalf's is great for another. We have a high liquor and wine that's another. You know, we have a Kroger that has absolutely nothing at all. Like, right. they're <laughs> in every way that they possibly can. Um, I was thinking about that yesterday morning. I was really, really mad when I went into Kroger because I was like, you are awful. Who's Kroger? Uh, Metro, Marvin. Oh. Like, but nationwide, it's Kroger. Like, they have, yeah. like everybody's got a Kroger. Like I had better luck at our local Piggly Wiggly <laughs> like some of, with some of the things I needed yesterday. Like I was just, I was annoyed because. Tell us who you're from Wisconsin yeah. without telling us. <laughs> I didn't say IPA. <laughs> uh, anyway. No, no Piggly I mean, Wiggly is much better. Anyway, the, the, the products themselves matter. And if I go through that amount of effort, like I, I know that it takes that amount of effort, mm-hmm. but these other places aren't willing to do it. Yeah. And well, so- it's hard enough to not drink than to go out and like shop around and try to like, yeah. it's hard enough just to like get out of bed some days when you are quitting drinking. It's a social problem. It's a like your body is detoxing, it's physically, like spiritually, like all of these things that if you don't want to drink anymore, it's hard enough. And then you like are stuck with heavy cream over ice. I come <laughs> on. And so we're just, we're, we really are just trying to make it easier. And the more people are willing to ask for stuff, the more willing bars and restaurants will be like the better the bar managers are the more willing they'll be able to do it. But right now they just don't think that there's a need for it. Right. There's still a really bad stigma around it. Like, well, I'm not going to sell this stuff. I just had this conversation with a friend of ours who bartends at a self-serve beer bar and they have the ability to bring, they have 30 taps and they were like, no, we're not going to put an unalcoholic one on tap. And they don't sell soda or like they have water basically. Sweet. (laughs) Thanks. So he was like, you can put one on, like use one tap. And they're like, well, we're just not going to go through it. And then finally, a few people came in and they're like, hey, do you have any non-alcoholic? My you know, girlfriend is pregnant. And they're like, no, sorry, we don't. And they're like, well, can she have a seven up? And he was like, no, sorry, we don't have that either. <laughs> and he was like, well, I guess we're out then. She was like, oh, well, I guess we'll maybe bring in one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's so weird to me. Yeah. And that, you know, I'm like that ex non smoker now, or like the ex smoker that was, I'm like an ex drinker that not is now super annoying. And I'm like, really, you don't have anything like be better. Well, I'm sure it makes you more aware just owning a wine bar as well. I mean, and I bartended too, so I think of it too. I'm, and I can remember, you know, I was like 20, early 20s when I'm bartending. So I was like, drink more, bitch, you know? <laughs> I was too. So, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But I remember exactly what you're talking about. You know, somebody would come in and be like, I want a club soda and lime. And I'd put it in a big Pepsi cup form. And they're like, no, can you put it in like a little rocks glass? I'm like, why do you want this tiny little soda? You know? <laughs> and we have said this before, like if somebody orders a club si- a soda and lime, they don't want to call attention to it. Right. Yep. That is like a code word for like, I'm trying not to drink or I'm pregnant or something like put it in a regular glass for me. Yep. Yeah. And if somebody says like, I can I have this in a Pepsi glass? Great. Put it in a fucking Pepsi glass. But like, if the only thing we do on our crusade is get bartenders to like ditch the Pepsi glass yep. <laughs> and put it in a rocks glass with a pretty lime, done. <laughs> We're done. We'll retire. Mission, Mission complete. Yeah. <laughs> I know you guys do Instagram live every week. You go to a new spot. Do you have these conversations with the bartenders or do you, are you guys just kind of there like, Hey, we're here trying this spot out. Tell me. Yeah. We usually, well, we try to send out like a, Hey, heads up here. We're coming. We're going to be really like obnoxious. If you want to put us in a corner, we're coming with like microphones and tripods and we're, we'll be gross. (laughs) But we do tell the establishments we're coming because you have a mocktail menu. We don't believe that we are. like big enough or popular enough to like start throwing places under the bus yet. Mm-hmm. The day is coming when we are going to start throwing people under the bus. But right now we're really just trying to highlight places that do have really amazing mocktail menus or more than one beer or really anything like trying to I mean, welcome play- people uh, like that. More than one beer. I'm so, so there's this place that we want Again, to. Bridget gets really way more offended <laughs> than I do about this. <laughs> I mean, it's a service I can provide. Um, we all have utility. But I, we had this bar, restaurant, really great place that we go to in Madison that has a whole ton of Christmas decor and has a fancy holiday menu. And it's like, you have to make reservations to even get in there for happy hour at 4 p.m. Like, that's how big this place is for the holidays. And they do this really, really spectacular holiday menu for all these fancy drinks and not one of them was non-alcoholic they didn't have a single holiday drink on this entire thing they had like 16 drinks they come in fancy christmas cups and everything not one of them was not alcoholic well and all and and many of them they could have just taken the booze out and said like you can have this without the booze here's your hot egg um (laughs) but they didn't and (laughs) in addition to that they only had one non-alcoholic drink on the menu, period. And it was a bubbly, it was like a brute or a rosé or something yeah, it was like a that. Sparkling recently. And that was it. That's good. It, right. But that doesn't keep her seat. Like it should, I can't keep her ass in a chair with a bubbly Riesling for more than like the half hour on the That we're eating the pizza. Like right. Yeah. Like we can eat pizza and then we're bomb. Because like you don't keep people in seats that way. And so not even they didn't even have a single non-alcoholic beer. Right. Like that is bonkers to me. Like this day and age, especially run by hipsters. Like how do you not? Yeah, there's, yeah, there's vinyl everywhere. You're in downtown Madison. Like you're, you, you've got a whole university there. Like how do you not have a single? So we're getting pretty close to, you know, I wrote my review on that one pretty honestly. Yeah. That you would have kept us spending money and staying if you had literally any options at all. Yeah. But to have this entire Christmas event and these fabulous special menus and not have a single option for anybody that wasn't drinking alcohol, like, what a kick in the shorts. 
Mm-hmm. I'm picking the shorts. <laughs> yeah, my mom, she threw a Christmas party and I went, I made like a strawberry mint, but there was no alcohol in it. I was like, add your own alcohol. I put a bottle of Tito's next to it. I think we had Bacardi too. And all these people were drinking it like, this is so great. It doesn't even taste like alcohol. I'm like, because there's no alcohol in it. <laughs> like, add, like, add your own. I just wanted, you know, I truthfully, I thought of you guys. And I'm like, how can I make this not weird if there's anybody there that, that just wants to feel like normal? It was the middle of the day. My mom is so weird. This wasn't even a Christmas party. It was an open house. I'm like, what does that mean? Is your house for sale? She's like, no, people come in from like one to five. I'm like, what are you going to do at five o'clock? Be like, get the fuck out <laughs> but uh you know i think it's a, i like what you guys are doing because i think it's important to like think of these things if you're throwing a party like there might be somebody there that doesn't want to drink for whatever fucking reason who cares it doesn't matter but don't make them feel weird so i love that you guys make all these recipes and stuff and show us how to make i think you guys need to wear lab coats <laughs> Yeah, now we're gonna end up doing it. We're gonna have some fucking beakers. Please, just big, one. Yeah, say no. Nope, this is happening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Know, like, you. And some lab codes. And some lab codes. Yes. yes. Still have. They'll, they'll be here by tomorrow. Can't wait to see it. No, I, I I love that you did that because we had a lot of people for the first Christmas ever. Uh, sending us photos and uh, their bar setups where they had all of these options for folks that don't drink just so they'd have the option. Mm -hmm. And it was really, really cool. Yeah. I think a lot of people want to be supportive, but in a sense, they just don't really know how, like my dad is sober and that's why I started making the sobriety cards to begin with. But I remember, I mean, he's been sober probably like, I don't know, seven years now or something. But I remember when he first stopped drinking and we all went on family vacation and Destin, like we would get ripped on the boat, you know, taking tequila shots. And we were like all trying to hide the, it's like, I'm trying to hide from my dad that knows what we're doing, but we didn't know how to act. We were like, is it going to be triggering for him? Does he not want to be around it? Like, you know, in a sense, it's just coming from bartending. Like it sucks being the only sober person around a bunch of drunk people. Like you don't want to be annoying. So there's so many different like things there, but I think. I mean, overall, I'm trying to be supportive of it. So I think anything that people can do to just make people feel normal as much as you can, like, that's all that they want. Like, it doesn't bother me to be in a bar, right? Like, that's still part of my social life. Does it trigger other people? Absolutely. Do non-alcoholic beverages, beers, spirits, whatever, trigger other people? Absolutely. But not everybody has a trigger, right? Like not everybody quits Mm -hmm. drinking because they had a problem. I mean, I would say probably the majority of people don't necessarily drink every day or drink, you know, to problem levels that force them to quit drinking. And so the reason doesn't really have to matter. Like we don't have to be weird about it. And she actually didn't start ripping shots until she stopped drinking. That's true. I never was a shot faker. She was never really a shot. And then we found the non-alcoholic cinnamon whiskey. Fireball. And now she's a shot taker. Um, But I've never changed my behavior because she stopped drinking. Yeah. And like, if things get annoying for me, I just remove myself. I mean, some of us like. Right. But like, I think, I think the, the point is like, just because you stopped your, like you stopped drinking. I don't know why I would change my behavior in the same way that I don't know why anybody else does on the days that I'm not drinking. Right. And I think as sober people, we need to be responsible for our own happiness and self-care. And self-care to me is like the fucking Irish goodbye. Oh, I'm the queen of that. 
Yes. I am. Yes. I, uh, I sit on that. That's my fave. <laughs> I'm a good Irish buyer. I never say bye at parties. Oh. I am. Yeah. Out. If I want to leave, I'm out. Like, and now I can drive. So I'm like, eh, bye. Dale, my husband, I'm like, you can drive separate. <laughs> if he needs to pick you up, I will. <laughs> but I'm leaving now. But I do think that there's some responsibility there. And, you know, like if it gets horrible for me, I just remove myself. Like we have to know what those triggers are. Yeah. I mean, one thing I have in sobriety is like extreme self-awareness. So now I just know when like, mm, this person is getting annoying or this, you know, or like, yeah, we've tipped the scale now, right? Like what's after 10 o'clock or after midnight or whatever, like we've tipped the scale into where I'm no longer interested in this party. Yeah. It gets past that certain point where you're like, oh, okay, you just repeated yourself six yeah, times I, and I'm leaving. I, I, I didn't like that story the first few times. <laughs> and I definitely don't like <laughs> it. Definitely don't like it. <laughs> Something they're just not the same sober as they were drugged. We we mentioned this on the podcast, like <laughs> grinding at a swim up bar with the guy from Akron, Ohio, is not the same sober it was <laughs> guaranteed. Also, not the same in your forties. Yeah, I mean, but to be fair, neither of us had that experience at any point, so not that I remember anyway. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask both of you since Bridget, you did dry January, and Katie, you've been sober for I know over five hundred days because yes, I yes. sent you a card. <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask like Bridget, what were your kind of like biggest, I don't know, takeaways or noticeable differences in quitting drinking and then same for you, Katie. Oh, Katie's so annoying. <laughs> Let's hear it. Okay. So the biggest takeaway, and this might be surprising because I don't think she and I have actually talked about it, but she'll know and she knows it, but it, we never talked about it out loud. Um, my biggest takeaway from doing it is how much less I drink now than I did before. Oh, wow. I just didn't want to call attention. Yeah. Yep. And I know I, <laughs> the only reason that I'm even saying it out loud now is because you asked. Um, <laughs> that I think has been a significant shift and it isn't even necessarily super conscious. It's just a byproduct of it. So I've never been, hmm, how should I put this? I'm one of those people that like, I can go days or, you know, without it anyway, like I don't, it's not something that I necessarily crave or need. Um, but when I drink, I, I drink, you know, like I'll, if I'm going out, I will do it. And we have so many fun things, especially here that I will like go one and one, you know, I'll have a non-alcoholic beer to start. And then maybe I'll have an old fashioned and then maybe I'll go to another non-alcoholic beer and then all of a sudden, like the night's over and I will have only had like one drink <laughs> or two, like that's, which is, which is a pretty stark contrast to where it had been, where it was probably more than that. But that I think is probably the biggest byproduct of dry January. Other than that, during dry January, I think the difference is probably by the end, I started dreaming significantly more detailed. Hmm. Like I've always been really... Like when I sleep, I've always been a dreamer, but like I was clearly getting different sleep without drinking. So I think my dry January ended up being close to like six weeks, right? At the mm -hmm. end of it. So it was probably closer to six weeks than it was four. 
And so by the end of it, like just very, very detailed dreams, which means that I was sleeping differently than I had been in December. Yeah, that's cool. I was not expecting that. That's really interesting. I mean, it makes sense. I've heard all about how alcohol is just terrible for your sleep. Like you think you're getting good sleep, but you're not hitting a, that deep, uh, what is it, the REM cycle? Mm-hmm. What about for you, Katie? Oh, 100% the sleep. Yeah. I mean, my sleep is like orgasmic. I hit the <laughs> And I don't wake up until I wake up. I love that for you. <laughs> and I'm an early riser. I, I've always been an early riser, but that like my sleep was extremely affected by the amount of wine I was drinking. Right. And I would wake up at two or three in the morning and there, you know, there's a whole like scientific around this, but um, I would wake up and then I couldn't get back to sleep. Right. Like my head would just race and the anxiety would be horrible but when I started sleeping, like after about, oh, I don't know, maybe 10 days to two weeks, I started sleeping and then I started like crashing. <laughs> and now I just like, I hit the pillow and I'm out for the night and then I just wake up and it, it's amazing. I like the sleep part is just fascinating to me all the time. Cause I just, I don't even think about it. And I'm smiling and snickering at Bridget because. I told her that the sleep would be amazing. And she was like, I don't think I drink enough to like affect my sleep. (laughs) And so whenever she says anything about sleep, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) hate to say I told you so, but I mean, I hate it. (laughs) I always say it with my eyes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She says more with her eyes than most people do with words. (laughs) I am who I am. (laughs) Let me live. The sleep though, the sleep. I mean, I, I will say that everything has gotten better for me, right? Like there isn't one thing that isn't better in my life because I quit drinking just period. I mean, down to like my small businesses, the bottom line has done better. Just, I pay more attention. I just am more focused. I've cut the fat on a lot of things that just like weren't serving me before too. So, um, that stuff, just everything's gotten better. And it, I don't really care if people continue to drink. Like, it's not really, I'm not like trying to preach, but if you're thinking about it, like I'm your friend, I'll be your friend. I'll be someone to talk to. Yeah. I'll be your buddy. We'll both be your buddies. Um, I think it's just such a weird conversation still for people. Yeah. That's the most fun is just making it not weird to talk about. Yeah. The amount of messages I personally get, and then also our Mox and Cats page gets of like, thanks for saying it. I've been thinking about it for a while, or I've been sober secretly for a year or oh, wow. things that you don't know about people. It's um, yeah, like it sort of opens the door to, to say out loud. Mm-hmm. And like, it's so fun going places where they will approach you to talk about it. Oh, Bridget's like a celebrity now. <laughs> it's totally super, super celebrity. But it is true. Like people will come up just to talk about, you know, I saw you went to this place. I saw you went to this place. And I just think what you're doing is so cool. And I think that has been really, really fun because people are kind of internalizing it for themselves and knowing that there are options out there. And that has been really fun. Mm -hmm. And just that like somebody else is talking about it and that I don't happen to be like sitting in a gutter with a paper bag right? Like I own three businesses. I or four now, I guess Mm -hmm. I'm a like fairly successful, normal person. And so when people think about, I don't label myself as an alcoholic. Like I don't like the word. I think it's just got a horrible connotation to it. 
So I think when you become relatable, then people like have a little, you empower people to ask for the non-alcoholic drink. Like, what do you mean you don't have fucking any beer? Right? Like it gives people a little bit of confidence. I I, I wish that we could show her this joint because you're just like, how does this place of all places not have a goddamn option? Like the hipster spot. Like this place faces like the Wisconsin State Capitol. It is on the Well, that's why they don't have it's a two-story giant, but like it is one of the most popular restaurants Mm -hmm. in town. And you don't have a single non-alcoholic beer. Which is fucking flooring anyway, because we also have one of the biggest non-alcoholic breweries mm-hmm. in our county. Like, yeah, is, okay, options exist. Yeah. Also, it's lazy. Even Pabst has NA. Yeah, like, and it depends. Like, <laughs> you can get a whole pallet for eight eighty. Yeah. <laughs> I had a wholesale order the other day. It's a kombucha brewery in wisconsin oh fabulous i don't know what i'll have to tell you what city it's at i forgot but i was, I was looking it up because they got a bunch of uh sobriety cards so i'm like what is this you know anytime somebody gets all of those i'm like what is this what this has to be something i had another uh store it's a store outside of joshua tree national park like it's the park store and they bought some sobriety cards oh, fun. i was like interesting now that must be fascinating to see what people order yeah, it is. And it's funny too, because there's some that like retail, I sell a ton of them and then wholesale, like nobody cares and then vice versa. So it's kind of just like interesting because I almost want to tell the stores like, Hey, nobody really buys this one. Like, do you want, <laughs> do you want this one instead? So it's interesting to see, but especially with the sobriety cards. I mean, that's my best selling category by far. I mean, that carries me. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, like that consistently gives me sales every single day more. I mean, you'll have, you know, Valentine's Day, Christmas, shit like that for sure. But from a day to day basis, like sobriety cards, by far best category I have. And it's really cool to just a lot of, you know, I'll write handwritten messages and people want me to send it to the person for them. And even that has inspired like some more cards that I've made, but it really opened up my eyes up to like how many people are dealing with this and just how many people are sober and and want to or know somebody and are trying to be supportive so I mean selfishly I like I I like doing it because it makes me feel really good but I mean and truthfully too like I have to thank you guys too because for a while like you know I'm making these sobriety cards I drink alcohol and I had multiple conversations with my husband I'm like I don't want to get like canceled like I don't want people to feel like I'm exploiting like the sober community just like try to make money or you know I'm trying to be supportive and then just seeing what you guys are doing. It really gave me permission of like, okay, I'm just also part of the movement of like, let's not make it weird, you know? So thanks guys. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's just not that many of us. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. Like, I don't know if us is the right word, but there's just not that many people talking about it and maybe they are, but it's just a very like these pockets. It's like a taboo. Yeah. So Actually, for you and me, I think that's where is more is more impactful almost. Well, that's where the magic is, is the people that are drinking and talking about it. Right. Because if right. you and I are talking about it, it's not just Katie in, you know, her sober groups or her sober Facebooks or her sober social anything. Like if you and I are also in this conversation, then other people who are also still actively engaged in the drinking world can be part of this conversation and we can stop making it weird for all the people who don't want to be actively in that. And also you don't have to feel bad about it. Like you can still drink for you. There's nothing wrong with it. For me, there's something wrong with it for you. I don't care. Like, and most of us, I would say, 
I can't talk for every sober person in the world, but like, I just don't care. I, I mean, if you want to talk to me about quitting drinking, if you don't want to drink for an hour, cool. I am your girl. If you want to drink, I will totally sit next to you and pound my 17 NA beers all day. <laughs> I just like, it just doesn't bother me. Everybody drinks around me. My husband still drinks. All my best friends still drink. It's just not that big of a deal. It does become an issue when like you stop getting invited places because you don't drink anymore. Like that's yeah, sort of weird issue comes in. But again, I just like, I'm pretty self-aware now. I like me. So I'm, I'm cool. Like I like me. I, I like me. So if you don't, because I don't drink anymore, because I don't have ethanol in my glass. That's funny. I, I'm sorry. Not to be sorry. <laughs> what's uh, the future plans for Mox and Cox? Where, what's the five-year plan? Five years. Jeez. You know, that's funny that you should say that because Katie just said something about our 10-year plan yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> our 10-year plan is to quit. <laughs> Sick. I said to Bridget, I was like, hey, when we started this, I was like, you got 10 years out of me. Yeah. Our objective, that, our objective is to create a brand that we can sell in 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's been so many things already. Like it's started pretty innocently as an Instagram page. That yeah. was where it started. Yep. I think five years. I mean, I think we both talked about products, like mm-hmm. creating products, creating syrups or yep. rim or, jobs yeah. or, you yeah, know, something, whatever. Rim of our own. something like that. Um, glassware, glassware, yes. yep. uh, garnishes. Like we're all about that. Yep. Um, having, our, having our own branded of that mm-hmm. would be. We've talked big, like big picture, like a non-alcoholic distribution. Yep. Like we would be the company that would like collect all the stuff, be the middleman and then go out and um, do that. Was I not supposed to say that? No, we didn't. No, yeah. We've talked about um, like big wedding boxes, like sending a mocktail bar to your wedding. Ooh. Package that shit up, put it in a pretty box with a bow and be like, here's your mocktail bar for your wedding. Because that's also something that should be done, right? Like, if you're going to have a signature cocktail, you should have a signature mocktail, and you should also have beers. So, those of you getting married out there, I don't know anybody. (laughs) You should do that. I mean, in the same way, so I have a few brothers, and both of them, uh, I have three, but two of them had recently gotten married, and neither of them were allowed to have shots at their weddings. (laughs) Oh, no. A couple of different (laughs) reasons, but... You know, we set up tailgates out in the parking lots for both of them. And it occurred to me for the first time ever, like, okay, so one, that's weird, right? But B, like Katie had to tailgate at a wedding last summer because they didn't have any non-alcoholic. So like, there's this like spectrum, right? Like these guys can't have shots at their wedding for this, but you, these people don't have any NA. Like there's got to be some middle ground here. Yeah, where, right. Like we shouldn't have to be walking like, out we to shouldn't our have cars. To be walking out to our cars for stuff. <laughs> I did bring a non-alcoholic beer to my cousin's wedding because they didn't have anything. They had clear room, which was cool, I guess. But like, I wanted non-alcoholic beers. So I brought non-alcoholic beers like in my sleeve into the bar and then stuck it in the cooler <laughs> underneath the waters. And then I would just go over and grab them. I'm like, if that kid grabs my beer, I can freak out. I'll drop that motherfucker. Oh, drop that eight-year-old. <laughs> Do not touch my athletics. Yeah, we shouldn't have to be doing that. We so. should actually tailgate right now, though. I've got an entire cooler full of non-alcoholic beer on, on ice. On ice. On yeah. ice. Yeah. Yeah. 
I just want to hang out with you guys. I wish I could teleport right now. Yeah. Although, I mean, well, we'll come we to Florida. Just, you don't want to come here. We just ate the snow last night, so we'd like to come there and yeah. hang out with you instead. Mm-hmm. Anytime. I'm actually a big Packers fan, though, so I do want to come up for a game. So. Yeah. Do you know that they have the yellow, uh, what is it called? The yellow area? Yeah. There's, there's a, a non alcoholic zone. It's called the yellow zone. We have, we have, I did not know. There. Yeah. Um, next season to do something live from there. Because that's ooh, that'll be awesome. <laughs> Would be awesome. Yeah, I didn't know that was on our plan, but cool. <laughs> it was on Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna invite you. You can come. Let me know. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last question. Where can people find you guys at? You can mm. find us at moxandcox.com. Mox and Cox pretty much everywhere. Mox yeah. and Cox. Yep. And spelled just like, like that. Like Mox and Cox. <laughs> yeah. Like a real cock. Yeah. You can <laughs> at, at Mox and Cox on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, but yeah, moxandcox.com will give you everything you need to know. You can get all of our socials there. Get all of our details about our drinks of choice, our recipes, our merch, reviews. our boxes, our reviews, our recipes. That's our, po- our, podcast our podcast is called The Happiest of Hours. And we just talk about drinking and not drinking. Yeah, and you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. And iHeartRadio. <laughs> Which is where I listen to podcasts. <laughs> like all the gamers do. <laughs> Whatever. Well, thank you guys so much for doing this. This has been awesome. I had a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having us. I can't believe we connected this way, but it's super cool. I was thinking this is a pretty cool way to connect. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. Thank you so much for having yeah. us, and we can't wait to have you on ours. Oh, sure. Let's do it now. All right. <laughs> That's it for another episode of the Fuck the Status Quo podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys like what I'm doing here. If not, then live your life, man. Set yourself free from my voice. I mean, why have you even gotten this far? (laughs) But if you know someone who would enjoy listening to this, please share this episode with them or post it to your story. Or you can go fucking bananas and run around town telling everybody that you run into. And then leave this podcast review because it really helps to get the word out there and help other people find this podcast. So that's it. That's my plug. Be a good person by leaving a review. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you guys in the next one.